0: welcome back to enter the asylum a podcast where two brothers try and avoid talking about the film they just watched Mm -hmm. i got a nice bowl of ice cream right here i'm ready to eat it
1: (laughs) we uh Um, you've earned it we we need to treat ourselves this
0: film is this film this film was bad today we watched this was a bad one so we're gonna avoid talking about it for a little bit
1: yeah i'm on my third beer today um uh, yeah, I want to talk about something else. This is gonna be a very lay Scott heavy episode.
0: Yeah, this th- our podcast has become darker yet darker as things have gone on. The Scotter yet series Scotter. of films have been br- br- grim. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. uh, for our psyche.
1: 2007 was obviously a dark year for the asylum. Mm,
0: six to seven,
1: yeah. Geez. Um, but let's talk about fun stuff. Yeah.
0: Uh, should I start off with um, our segment, uh, Scott talks first, yeah. or late? Scott
1: talks. talks. Uh, yes, or late. To- yes, Scott talk.
0: So I, I, was, I, I continued conversation with Lake Scott. Um, so <laughs> I'm just gonna read off here. This is me replying uh, later on after like what, like he like said a
1: week later or something.
0: More or less. Yeah. Say, how goes that search for Dragon Two? Because he never got back to me on that. Also, quick quick question about the production process of the asylum back when they were young. How much creative freedom were you given for your films? Nowadays it feels like Asylum has a pretty tight leash on their directors. Lake Scott, in all of his sort of usual lackluster replies, with sort of one one line, I had quite a bit of freedom actually. I found that a little weird because
1: it's a little defensive.
0: Not only that, but it kind of contradicts other statements he made on his blog. So now I reply right. back, I noticed on your blog, you mentioned that some of your films, like Pirate Treasure Island, were altered to become more serious, or at the very least, less comedic. Why did this happen? Layers got replied back, producers always fear comedy, which, uh, is that such a non-statement? Uh,
1: that's, I mean, A, that's not true, but also, like, what?
0: <laughs> what? Sorry? So I sort of... I, sort of, I just replied back in a way because I obviously didn't agree with this. I just said, so it would seem. <laughs> um, and so, and then, then I said, so how about that dragon too, though? I uh, replied back, haven't been able to find anything. Uh,
1: of course not.
0: <laughs> so I apply, I tried more time desperately. Ah, oh, damn shame. Well, thanks for looking around. Don't suppose you might vaguely remember any details? And then he never got back to me. Mm-hmm. So, you know. <laughs>
1: Oh, oh, boy. The
0: endless... But, it's endless.
1: Yeah. But Anywho. there was something else on his Twitter feed from last week that was yes. far more... Uh, very interesting.
0: He posted this on April 1st, by the way.
1: Yes. So he posted a trailer for a film that he says... He, he said on April 1st he's making. So this might all be an April Fool's joke, but let's just talk about what the trailer is and let's just sort of work on the pretense that this is an actual film and we'll get to why it's probably not later, but let's mm. talk about this trailer.
0: So it is a Antifa film.
1: Antifa, Black Block Rising. Mm.
0: Um, is, is, is it really, though, an Antifa film or is it a anti-Antifa film? Uh... They tricked you there. Leg got gotcha, didn't he? <laughs> You thought it was an Antifa film, but it's actually a anti-Antifa film.
1: I mean, if you know anything about Lay Scott, you know he's like a, a an online right winger. So, I mean, mm. this is like, of course, this is you know what he would make.
0: He's a Republican filmmaker. They, they they's there's none of those, John.
1: Not, a, not, no, not a Republican. A right wing filmmaker. He's, he's beyond the party. He's, he, he wants you to support conservative media.
0: Sure, he's a proud American. Anywho, mm. patriot. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this trailer um it it's a thing it's a trailer <laughs> It, it's uh,
1: very short. I mean, it, all it is is just there's a guy in a black, you know, bandana. Um, he's, like, he's basically filming a, a little video of himself in a dark room with, like, a knife. And he's, like, putting on his, like, Antifa outfit. He's saying, like, we are Antifa. We fight fascism and racism. And we fight for social justice. And he gets interrupted by his mom. And the next room get going, it? Do you at- get it?
0: Do you get it, John? Do you get right? it? He yes, lives with he, his mom?
1: He lives with his mom do you get uh, it what, what a loser he lives with his mom which is an incredibly like 90s or like early 2000s joke it's like yeah dude like lots of Isn't people it? live with like, their parents it's yeah. it's called housing is really expensive it's, no, it's pretty common nowadays it's, a, it's a, i mean fuck like think of all the parents like you know nowadays who like have to live with their adult children because they've been bankrupted by their health insurance companies like you know mm. like adult children living with their parents and parents living with their adult children really isn't that uncommon anymore um but anyway so you know she she's screaming from the next room honey are you at the groceries are you tweeting um and he Very funny. Is, it's hilarious it's hilarious and the um the the antifa guy is like kind of relents and and then it, it it has title card and then the um the trailer ends with um him running out in the middle of the night with like a lacrosse stick and he knocks over a trash can and while he knocks it over he he goes smash the patriarchy and then trips over himself and that's it. That's the trailer. You get it
0: because he's hitting a trash can. Like he's 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 like not doing anything. It's really uh-huh. clever and so subtle cool. political <laughs> comedy
1: right there. You know what the fight thing was. Not watching only does it, it make you
0: think, but it makes you learn too. It's
1: incredibly timely and relevant uh, for mm, 2019. Mm. Um, now, what I was thinking watching this was, um, oh, Antifa. Right, that was a thing. Like, has anyone talked about Antifa since 2017? I haven't I mean, heard. It.
0: Sure still, I, I haven't heard. Well,
1: I'm, I'm sure it's an obsession with right wing people. Like mm. maybe on Fox News or Breitbart, they still talk about Antifa, but like everyone else, forgot about Antifa. Like they were, they were briefly the subject of media fascination in 2017. They had like, like there were a couple of incidents in Berkeley. Um, there was that guy who may or may not be associated with Antifa, I don't know, but he but the guy who punched Richard Spencer on the day of Trump's inauguration, which was awesome and uh, cool and we all loved it. And then um, I think there was a bunch of Antifa at Charlottesville. Um, but that's it. That's the last I've heard anyone even mention Antifa. I'm a leftist. I like I actually follow leftist politics and I was like, I was like, oh, right, Antifa. That was a thing. The black block. Right. That was a thing.
0: Safe to say, considering that on this trailer, okay, um, they have a plug for Red Pill Nation. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go and assume Lake Scott is a huge red pillar, and I wouldn't be surprised if they talk about Antifa all the time.
1: I'm sure they do. Well, that's another thing I love about this is that the premise of the joke that Lay Scott is telling here is that Antifa, um, despite whatever revolutionary rhetoric they have, they're very uh, non-threatening and irrelevant and absurd. And Lay Scott has spent the last two years thinking about how non-threatening and irrelevant and absurd they are. So much so that he apparently made an entire movie about how non-threatening irrelevant and absurd they are. Because he hasn't spent the last two years living in terror that some guy Clad in all black are going to corner him in a back alley and beat him to a pulp. Mm. He isn't haunted by visions of a man in a black hoodie and a scarf decking him on a public street and someone uploading a video of it to the internet and owning him online. No, he actually finds this funny. It's funny to him actually. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want to mention something too. Um, the YouTube page, Comedy Decentralized.
1: Oh yes. Which is, is obviously thing? just Lay Scott's own thing. Because isn't that the, the thing he has the Kickstarter for?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I
1: think it is. I think I, I followed the link on, on Lay Scott's Twitter to his Kickstarter, and it was just for, for – it had the same logo as the Comedy mm. Decentralized. I
0: want to mention something about this, though. The website, the domain has ended. So if you want to buy ComedyDecentralized.com, <laughs> you can. <laughs> <laughs> Which
1: uh Oh shit, I forgot about that. Yes, it's it's, it's just the GoDaddy page now. Mm-hmm. I forgot I did look at that.
0: You can buy it for sixty nine
1: ninety nine. Oh man.
0: Very funny uh, number.
1: But um it's interesting though is that they're they're part of the going back to the premise of the joke, um it to a certain degree, I, I, I do actually agree with the premise of the joke that Antifa was a largely online phenomenon and didn't really uh, have much relevance or visible impact on politics, um, just uh, like Leigh Scott. Just like Leigh Scott. Well, I mean, well, they had more of an impact than Lay Scott. Uh, I'll <laughs> get into that a bit, but no, like that's not but, saying much. In but, terms but to of a Lake certain Scott. degree, it, there is a a certain like th- there is something kind of sad and, and pathetic in that. And so, to a certain degree, I, I actually agree with the premise of the joke here. Um, but it's but there's kind of a tragedy in that. And so watching that trailer, I actually like thought of a whole like elaborate backstory for these characters um, mm-hmm. that like paints them in a the more sympathetic light. Like the Antifa guy, I imagine him to be like he has like a col- he has like a degree in like civil engineering or something, but he graduated college at like the height of the recession, so he wasn't able to find Rook. Um, over the years he's like lost touch with the net the professional network he developed um and he's like now he's just like he's stuck with some part-time job at like a convenience store or something he can't make enough money to uh you know afford housing so he has to live with his mother He, he can't even make enough to afford uh broadband like the mom says um uh um you know he contributes to the food budget and then he's like saving up for something but like but I mean he doesn't know what because he's lost all aspirations. Like kind of the fight's gone out of him. And his mother on the uh on the other hand, she uh she's divorced, uh she uh she had a workplace injury, but her health insurance company refused to pay for her surgery. Uh so they had to sell the house um and um to to cover the payments on you know for her for her surgery and so they moved to a rental hence why she says I pay the rent they they did have a, a little settlement uh, after they sued the health insurance company and so they were able to get a little settlement which they're living off of but she's basically stuck at, at home she you know she's she's also lost touch with you know her old friends that she used to work with and so you know they're both alone trapped in this house with each other and they can only take their uh, frustrations out on each other because each other are is all they have and the you know the antifa guy he's you know he this is why he relents so quickly to like getting the groceries because deep down he knows that he's that she's right that you know she pays the rent and the broadband and he's you know not in his current situation is not able to provide for himself let alone her and so i mean what's a man to do in a situation like that and so uh, he goes online and he gets captivated by these uh, ideas of a revolutionary overthrow of the system that has only wronged his family. But because his understanding of politics only comes from the abstract world of online forms, his uh, efforts to affect actual political change in the real world amounts a little more than knocking over trash cans in the middle of the night. Um, so, you know, there's a really tragic story you could paint with, with mm. what you're given in this trailer. Um, I don't think this is the movie Lake Scott had in mind, though. No,
0: it's, it's, it's designed to truck cucks and libtards and Oh, that's plates. what I forgot about
1: that. It's got the little, it's got the little MPAA, like, title card parody, where it's mm. saying, like, the, this picture is approved for all audiences by the MPA. It says like this picture is approved by the President of the United States, aka Donald J. Donald Trump. J. Trump. Trump. Whoa. Uh, will will trigger cucks and snowflakes. By the way, I, I don't think you could legally do that. I, I don't think you could claim a, a public figure approves <laughs> of your product uh, without their approval. Uh, we we keep we keep managing to parody legal disclaimers on this podcast and the the yes. potential pitfalls of them.
0: And might I add. The last, like, three films we've watched no longer have the parody um, sort of... Le- Legal
1: statements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one didn't eat her. Anyway, but as you said, he posted this, this, came this on... came out on April 1st, yes. April Fool's which Day.
0: Now we should probably debate the the reality of this film, if it's real or right. not. Right, right. So, these things, these go, things that go for it and against it, mm-hmm. like,
1: if it's true so or not. So, so it, uh, f- in favor of it being an April Fool's prank, one, he posted on April Fool's Day, yes, and two, there's no production company affiliated with this. He, his tweet and this YouTube video are the only evidence of this existing. It's got the fake mm. uh, parody MPA title card thing on it. So, all of this suggests that it's a, it's a, it's a joke.
0: Now, however, <laughs> he. Did retweet this to John Chay Donald Trump Jr.
1: John Trump Jr., Kurt Eichenwald, Prison Planet, a bunch of right wing online personalities.
0: With comments such as Support, support. pro Trump cinema. Please share yes. this trailer of our film Anti for the movie, which comes out June thirty first.
1: And it's it's obviously a movie that he would want to make. Like, mm. as you pointed out, it doesn't make sense as an April Fool's joke. No. Because what's the joke? Is, is, the, joke is the joke like, ha ha, I fooled you all into thinking I'm making a movie that I actually would like to make? <laughs> like, like, it, like the
0: trailer for my next masterpiece. Comes out June 31st. We are all making conservative comedy fighting the culture war from a different angle. That, it's by like, the way... It's, it ruins that, the joke he's trying to make in that
1: right. case. Right. If he's tweeting at people that he supports and likes, why is he trying to pull one over on them? You know? Like, it's that doesn't make sense. Also, by the way, that was the saddest thing. That's one hmm. of the saddest, most pathetic things I've seen. He tweeted at, like, five or six, like, right-wing personalities just, like desperately trying to get his trailer out there and no one took him up on it no one retweeted his thing he's just he posted this guy. the same
0: video eight times in a row
1: He's just this guy crying into the void, and, like, I, I felt genuinely bad for him. Like, it was mm. so sad. Like, all he wants to do is trigger libs. That's all he <laughs> wants no to do. But no one will do. get
0: triggered. Oh, no my God. No one will God, get triggered. You it. and
1: I, You and I were the only people who actually probably cared <laughs> about this thing. You know what, Lay Scott, for what's worth, I was triggered in my yeah, heart. Yeah, we were.
0: We were both very triggered. We were so this. triggered. Like, you got us, like, Scott. Uh, we're probably
1: the only, like, lefty-lib people, like, <laughs> anywhere on that, like, like spectrum of uh, politics who've seen this thing.
0: Same to say, we're only ones who also talked about that in a, a sense of a live piece of media.
1: Oh, for God, yes, absolutely. Um, so, based on all this, I've come up with a theory, um, and um, w- which is that... This is a fake trailer. Mm. Um, That
0: might one day be real if anyone notices it.
1: Right. So this is a movie that he... My belief is that this is a movie he wants to make. Um but he doesn't have the financial resources to do it. But what Mm. he decided to do was make a fake trailer for it and then tweet it, show it around to various right-wing personalities in the hopes that one of them would retweet it, share it with their followers, and it would become enough of an online phenomenon that he could point to investors and say, look, there's interest in this. Uh, You know, don't you want to trigger the libs too? Um, And uh, he would be able to make this movie. But the reason why he did this on April Fool's Day is, um, and uh, given his his history of failed Kickstarters, uh, it it made sense, Um, and of course this is exactly what happened, is that if no one shared it around, if it didn't go anywhere, he could uh, say, oh ha, that was was just an April Fool's joke, what were you triggered, you stupid snowflake, you didn't realize it was an (laughs) April Fool's joke? Um, so, th- so that's my theory.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of confused why he even gave a release date June 31st in the first place.
1: That throws a it's wrench
0: into weird. it. weird. It's really yeah. weird he did it. Like, yeah. why you bother shoving a release date even in the first place? I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, it's such a, it's so soon too. Yeah. I would be amazed if this film actually came out on June 31st.
1: Mm-hmm. Me too. He might. I'd, be, I'd be amazed if this movie came out at all. Period.
0: <laughs> I mean, we're currently like three films behind. that are supposed to come out. There's that PizzaGate film he's supposed to be making. There's the mm. there's the uh, Baron Trump one, and then there's Antifa. He's he's
1: just he, he's just kind of like trying to find the big idea that will get him. Someone will notice. That someone, someone will, will notice eventually. that will get him adoration on the right wing, uh, internet. That, but I mean, man, between Donald Trump Jr. not not even Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr. Mm-hmm. to to look at your trailer is just so sad. It's so sad.
0: Yeah, and.
1: And then I watched this movie, and I and I lost my sympathy, and went, "Oh yeah, fuck that asshole." Yeah, of
0: course, yeah, of course. Remind we, once again, remind both of us: this is the person who made hillside cannibals. Right. So you know
1: a movie that I had like kind of flushed out of my memory. <laughs> For good so. reason.
0: So let's get into this film, why don't we?
1: Yeah, what was this movie?
0: Well, it, the movie begins with Jeff Denton. Wait, we should. We, we should. Oh, say right! The... This movie is called The Hitchhiker, by the <laughs> yes, way.
1: we should introduce the movie. <laughs> God, we the haven't hitchhiker. done this yet. The this hitchhiker. is a Lake
0: Scott original film, definitely. Definitely not trying to rip off the other film that just came out, The Hitch, or mm-hmm. um, which definitely didn't come out the same <laughs> time of this film, for sure. It's a, it's a <laughs> original film you just made here.
1: It, it, like it, all his other films. He's ripping up, Hitch, with Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. Oh. Uh, this film's bad and garbage. Uh, oh yeah. That's, okay, that's the end of the podcast, guys. <laughs> Goodbye.
1: Yeah, we could we can fly through this pretty quickly. Honestly, sure. I feel like yeah, this could be this mm. this could be. There was there was one we did. Well, I'll forget anyway. Let's just get through this.
0: Yeah, this movie begins with Jeff Denton, who's who is playing the. Hitchhiker, the murderer in this film, but he starts off picking up a hitchhiker, which makes you like, "Whoa, what's going it. on in this?" Wacky well, you film? think
1: that you think that the hitchhiker is picking up that he's the hitchhiker, yeah, but it's not.
0: Uh, Jeff Denton, after picking up this hitchhiker, then immediately states that his mother I'd... wouldn't like this at all, picking up a hitchhiker.
1: And they're like in the Utah desert, I think, mm. right? They're like somewhere yes. on, near the border with Nevada, some, somewhere in that part of the country.
0: checker sort of awkward. He he sort of notices that no, no music's playing, and Jeff Denton's like the radio receptor's broken. Uh, so you know, Dude, no does music he have
1: cassettes or anything like that. I guess no, not. I
0: mean, or not even DVDs, or, or even something. or even an iPod.
1: Well, it's 2007, so I can imagine, like, you know, you your car, you, you don't have a new enough car to play a, a DVD, but, like, at least, like, a CD or a cassette or sure. something. Uh,
0: so then they, so the Hitchhiker's was like, well, we should talk instead. So he's like, oh, how's your life going, Jeff Denton? And Jeff Denton's like, my life's in the dump. Uh, my girlfriend left me. Uh, I have no house. I'm moving jobs. I, have, I don't know what I'm going to do anymore. My life's in, life's in the trash can. And, like, and the head checker's like, oh cool, cool. I'm a am actually an internet uh movie reviewer. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, like uh like porn? He's like, oh yeah, like porn. Which Jeff's uh, like, likes- God, love porn. <laughs> and then and then he acts as, um, so do you the head tracker acts as so do you like guys? And then Jeff freaks out and then kicks him out and says, Get the fuck away from me. Sk- 스크립트 the fuck the, away from me and to a vault
1: and and yeah get the fuck out well you know so, don't want to don't want don't to catch the gay
0: yeah i thought this was incredibly weird so i merely did research of who cuz it sounds like he's talking about someone in this bit so he mentioned just oh, internet shit. movie reviewer, and he is talking oh, about fine. someone specifically so i found a review back from may 30 2007 uh, of a person discussing uh basically the origin of that. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to read this in. Uh, Director Leg Scott, one of, my, one of the more prominent directors for the, the Asylum, caught wind of one of my negative reviews months ago, and we engaged in a slight back and forth. My buddy David emails me four months ago explaining Scott's new blog as page. He explains how you create a character out of yours truly. This was Scott's former revenge. In Wim, he decided to create a character out of me, named Felix, of course, and features my character in the first five minutes of the film. Um, so the – and then he and then he calls him a homophobe and rather a gay person, which is Scott being directly homophobic. Right, of course. Because when I first saw this, okay, well, the guy's like the the villain or whatever, so I guess you can kind of pass it off. But no, like Scott's just a piece of shit. So uh,
1: the 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 fact that he was an internet movie reviewer like that was kind of a tell. Um, mm. But you know it's interesting. It reminded me of just by point of contrast, it reminded me of a scene from um, this um, little cult classic film from. I think it's from it's from the late '60s or early '70s, but it's called Two Lane Blacktop. And it's a road trip film, very slow, very um, you know sort of a very mellow film. Um, but there's a point where the, uh, the one of the main drivers picks up a hitchhiker and the hitchhiker is, um, is gay and he's a little curious um, and so there's a shot from the back where the hitchhiker slowly moves his hand towards the driver's lap and places it on his leg and the driver very curtly but very calmly says I don't go for that and the hitchhiker immediately retracts his hand. Hmm. Um, and then there's a later scene where the driver is um, kicking the hitchhiker out of his car. Um, and the hitchhiker um, is, like, pleading with him. And the driver's going, no, I told you, I don't go for that. Like, So, obviously, the hitchhiker had attempted this a second time. And the driver's just like, nope. Nope, you got I told you to keep it to yourself and you didn't. You know, I can't have that. Um, and then, you know, leaves him and drives off. So it's like the polar opposite in reaction to to this, you know. And that's back in like nineteen seventy something, and this is two thousand seven, but um that's but that's great that Lace got like got mad at an internet movie reviewer and Mm. then had to add on. Oh, and also he's gay. Yeah, of
0: course. Got him, Ooh. got him, boy! I sure showed them, boy. Do you think we can be one of his films, John?
1: Oh God, well, um, no, no, we can't because he doesn't make films anymore.
0: Well, he apparently still does, I guess.
1: Well, unlike Lee Scott, you and I actually produce content. He just sits around and waits for people to give him money.
0: <laughs> Fucking A-O. <laughs> um, boy, I'd love to be. I love. I loved him to get two actors that looked vaguely like us. Well, he and then no shoved way. him to the film and then <laughs> killed us.
1: <laughs> Are you triggered, Lay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, Jeff didn'ts keeping women uh locked up in the back of his car. He just has her there. I'm so yes, yeah, so sure. after
1: after he kicks out the gay the gay hitchhiker, he he drives out to like the middle of the desert, pulls a tarp off the uh, uh flatbed of his truck, and there's a woman tied up back there.
0: Um, he starts digging up a hole uh the woman's gagged and he ungags the woman who just starts screaming and then and then he's like okay be quiet and then presumably he kills her and that that's the scene you can literally and that's see cars her. D-
1: driving by on on the highway like behind them it's nighttime but it's still like but there's a big spotlight on her and everything it's like you know and she's screaming at the top of her lungs it's like really that's a no, one, no one film. no one noticed this now
0: we cut to four girls in a car messing around with a radio. There's pretty much no signal where they are at, which is the uh, Utah desert.
1: And, yeah, they're uh, they're driving to Vegas. They're on like a, I don't know, spring break trip or something like that. Well, no, they're not in college. I don't, I don't know. They're on I a trip know. anyway. It's know, on, they're I on
0: a know. trip. I guess they're all out of college, presumably.
1: I guess they're... Uh, I don't. I don't know what the relation to each other is. They're just friends, and they're out on a trip, yeah. and they're going to Vegas, and they're driving. These four down girls this road are Patty, uh,
0: who loves to party, Denise, who just had a bad breakup. Um, she's sort of coming to this trip to sort of like relax off from it. Um, and then there's Melinda, who's currently married, and is sort of the mature one of the group. She's sort of the the leader, I guess, in that sense. She's yeah. Her, yeah. And then there's Krista, who. Uh She's just there. It's Krista. It's I Krista. don't know she doesn't really have a personality besides sort of, you know, also having a boyfriend, I guess, is her personality. Yeah, also that's having all a All the girls, which is sort of
1: okay. It, it's it's not her personality, it's what happens to her that defines her character, which is mm. always which is always the mark of a great film.
0: Indeed. <laughs> um Patty takes out her iPod. <laughs> so Me immediately dates this film.
1: She um well I mean that's fine but um what what really dates this film is that she's like an airheaded blonde and yeah. Uh, quick question.
0: Does this patch uh pass the uh Beckendel Beckendel test?
1: Beckendell? Oh, I think yeah. It was... Um. So, it has to be two or more female characters who talk about something other than a man. Mm. Um, gosh. If it, <laughs> Does this film pass? Uh, probably, but only on te- on a technicality, because I think most of what they talk about is men, either in the form of their boyfriends, or fucking men, or the killer uh, mm. that they encounter. Do they ever have a conversation where they talk about something that's other not the killer. A or a man. Or just a man. They talk about something other than a man.
0: Or to a man. Um,
1: no. No, it has to be two or female two two or more female characters have a conversation. Oh, sure, sure, So a man yeah, can't don't, be part of the conversation. I don't
0: think so, actually.
1: Oh. God, that's I, now that you mention it, that's kind of remarkable because a lot of this movie is conversation is, yeah. is dialogue between two or more female characters. Do they ever talk about something other than a man
0: Wow. I guess when talking about the radio <laughs> I guess.
1: no no because they don't actually talk about the radio they just like she just goes like I'm gonna punch some music but that's like while they're in the the two curly-haired girls whose names you mentioned by already forgot them um, are in the <laughs> back talking about like their boyfriends yeah um, god yeah do they ever i don't think so
0: no we'll go for this we'll go for the movie and see if we can come up with, find we can come up with something
1: one example where this movie passed the bechdel test if this movie can't <laughs> yeah. pass the bechdel test that's quite an indictment to it because there's a lot of this movie that has conversations between women mm.
0: so uh patty is also like she smokes 20 packs a day but even though this different this never comes back which is weird they made it sort of a point here how much she smokes like, they make it sort of a smoking gun-esque situation, but you never really get back to it, so whatever. I don't know. Uh,
1: a, a Chekhov's gun is, is what you're referencing sure, there. Sure. But, yeah, they never bring no, it back. Smoke,
0: no, no, John, smoking gun, isn't she smokes? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, suddenly, Jeff Denon appears as a hitchhiker. You were you're too,
1: too clever for me. I thought I was being smart.
0: <laughs> Jeff Denon suddenly appears on the side of the road as a hitchhiker. Uh, they also mention Christmas, which is weird because... Um,
1: oh, right.
0: no. That's weird. I'm not sure that makes any sense at all.
1: So, so the Slay Scott list. This is his favorite Christmas film. It's like you all say it's <laughs> Die Hard, but it's
0: actually <laughs> Hitchhiker's my favorite Christmas film. Yeah. Um, they all like stop. It's like, oh man, Jeff Denon, that that stranger, he's so hot. <clears throat> and it's like, oh, oh, I mean, there go, there goes my gag reflex. I just vomited everywhere. Oh, yeah. Please don't goes. say Jeff Denon's hot again. He's, don't do he's, that again
1: he's the most generic looking guy imaginable mm. he's just he, he's just unshaven and he's got kind of short hair and
0: well i think we should now discuss something different. who's more attractive jeff dennon or rhett gills oh this is really putting this question to the test
1: Ugh. Uh.
0: <laughs> i mean they're just
1: two slabs of stale they're almost, bread they almost look the same
0: it's... actually they're kind yeah. of the same person
1: Brett, Brett Gills at least has the accent going for him yeah. the problem well, is he has accent. like <laughs> but the, pro- the problem is he has no um, vocal range mm. he just says every everything at that one ex- same tone <laughs> so the accent does wear thin pretty quick so it's it's kind of cool at first and then you're like oh my god like that's it, <laughs> there's nothing else here yeah, um, that's they a left tough one. in and
0: in into the car. I was like hell yeah, let's get this hitchhiker. Suddenly, the car exhaust starts making weird noises, uh, so they stop at a motel. Uh, they they go to talk to like the manager of the motel,
1: um, who I recognize from another Leigh Scott film, but I don't know who he is. I don't know. He's just some weedy looking guy in glasses.
0: Uh, he explains that tragically the local mechanic Is 60 miles away And he doesn't open until 7am It's currently 3am so they all decide to get rooms two, two rooms specifically One for the gals and one for Jeff Jeff just basically merely starts questioning If any of the girls are single
1: Um Which is weird Yeah no that's uh. always a good sign
0: <laughs> uh, Melinda's on a conversation with her but husband But the girls are
1: But more more the that the girls are into it Mm.
0: Melinda's having a conversation with her husband where she then lies about Jeff being with them um, which is a big major theme is lying in right. this film and keeping people's trust uh, which I want to go into Lake Scott's thing about that because there's one major thing about this film and it relates to lake scott's life and we'll, we'll i'll get into that at the end of ooh, this discussion
1: Ooh, interesting because i was gonna say like we're in agreement this is a revenge fantasy film right
0: yes, in, absolutely. yes. and absolutely <laughs> and i'll get into that
1: this is this is three different things it's a it's a um, it's a rape fantasy it's a murder fantasy it's a revenge fantasy and it's mm. a cop killing fantasy we'll get into that
0: yeah uh, so after which, so she's like, "Oh, don't worry." Jeff Dent comes in, and the husband's like, "Who is that?" And then Melinda says, "Oh, it's just like uh, the manager getting us some towels." Mm-hmm. She she didn't want to worry um her, her husband. husband yeah she probably should have though <laughs>
1: it's, it's Jeff Denton, your your husband yeah. should always be worried <laughs>
0: um the only two girls who are single are Denise who had the bad breakup and then there's Patty who's the wild sex freak who loves sex
1: so he says and then this multiple is all, times. this isn't yeah. you characterizing her she literally she says sex. I love it's sex over and over I love again. it
0: it's so great I love sex and Jeff creepily sips his beer saying good to know it's like okay yeah, thank cool. you Jeff
1: cool
0: Jeff immediately starts walking up to Melinda and it's like he starts accusing her that she lied just earlier just like okay, okay, Jeff.
1: I think she she says like I'm. I just withhold information because like I don't want him to worry. And he says that's the same as Hawaiian or something like that. And, I don't then,
0: know. and then the other girls. We can then cut to the other three girls and they start undressing Jeff with their eyes. Mm-hmm. They start like, oh my gosh, how big of a dick do you think he has? Which is like, please stop. I don't want to hear about Jeff Dennon like this. Please stop.
1: Don't don't ruin the purity of Jeff Denning. <laughs> We all know that dude's got a small-ass dick.
0: <laughs> um, this then eventually causes Krista, who's currently dating someone, to try and flirt with Jeff, who then flirts back by saying he's not wearing any underwear. Which is I
1: miss I missed that line. I'm very glad I did.
0: Well, it's funny because he wears underwear in the later scenes, so he's a huge oh. liar.
1: Oh, so he's a hypocrite. <laughs> Isn't he?
0: Just a bit. Um, now we then cut to them sleeping... Uh, Krista then gets out of the room and then walks goes to jeff dennis room and they both have raunchy sex
1: they have by that i
0: mean he sort of just humps her back
1: oh god like the way she, he's holding the her is really, is really is really frightening it's so frightening. aggressive, it's, so aggressive. Like, it's he's like he's he's got his arm around her neck the and moment, then, okay like, this is
0: weird right Krista goes in there. Melee sort of, like, starts... Like, she takes off her clothing and stuff. And then Jeff Den's first thing to do is no foreplay. He just starts choking her, basically.
1: Basically. Basically. It is it is the most aggressive-looking sex, like, I've ever seen on film. It is frightening. And and the thing is, she's not... Weirded out she, by this? She's not like, weirded okay, it out okay, by slow this. slow down a little
0: bit. This is pretty aggressive. Or this is bordering on, you know
1: this is this is really bordering on rape, yes yeah. like you know this is this is way too hard uh he's thrusting like a maniac with with his literally with his hand on her neck
0: it's really it violent and really doesn't raise violent. any red flags for any of the characters no mainly Krista
1: no none
0: um snout the morning she's he not she's not morning, like.
1: Though. Yeah, like afterwards like her big thing is guys is just like, oh gosh, I can't believe I did that. Like what my like, you know, I, how oh, should I tell my boyfriend? Then like not like, holy shit, what a freak, yeah. like.
0: Um, I don't know. This is just, this is just like Scott's opinion on women, John. Mhm. Uh, Jeff runs into Lake Scott the mechanic. Lake Scott is playing the mechanic.
1: Right, he's playing the tow truck driver. Yes. Um, Jeff is and he like gets killed instantly. Ha, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Jeff
0: goes to Lake Scott and he's like, "Hey, Lake, uh, actually, can you fix my car first? It's parked a way out, like a couple miles away, so I'll show you where it is." So then he gets into the mechanic's car, and he drive off to his own car, and Jeff then proceeds to shoot him right there when he, he starts kills fixing him the up. car.
1: Do you think the the, the community would you know will notice the, the <laughs> mechanics disape- of the disappearance of the only mechanic for like two hundred miles?
0: What's even weirder though is the fact that Jeff is so nonchalantly okay of him dying, even though that sort of is odd about his whole character thing. It's so well, loosey goosey about who he decides to kill and who he doesn't decide to kill. Well, also, it's, it's really a, confusing.
1: It's a pointless death. Mm. It's a completely pointless death. There's, like, he could have just carried on and, you know, gone away with the murder of the, other, of the girls and just completely left the tow truck driver out of it.
0: It's really weird.
1: Uh, also, his whole thing is that he's motivated by, you know, murdering women, and he, you know, is killing guys because it's necessary, but the tow truck driver... I guess that Scott just wanted to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't, fit, and, he, and he couldn't fit mm. himself into any of the other roles. Yeah.
0: Well, anywho, Chris is Krista's now panicking about because she's on her boyfriend. Um, they like then like Patty's like, how big was Jeff Denon's dick?
1: And Krista was all
0: like, it's really large. Said, it's okay. huge. Please stop talking about Jeff Denon like this.
1: We all know that dick is small.
0: <laughs> and nothing wrong with that. I just don't want to hear about Jeff Denon and his sexual activities. Thank well, you.
1: Of which there are probably few.
0: <laughs> Stop. I don't know about that. He might be married. Anywho. Um so Jeff comes back saying or the maybe, mechanic left or to maybe go repair he's gay. his truck. Back his or maybe he
1: Or maybe or maybe he doesn't swing that way. We don't know. I don't know. It's not really important.
0: Uh so Jeff then attempts to start repairing or fake repairing the girls' cars. The the uh, Melinda's car. And Melinda's all like, Can you not do that? That's kind of weird. Why are you messing around with my car? And then Jeff's all like, well, maybe I am a mechanic. You don't know anything about me. You know nothing about me.
1: The specific line is, you don't know what I'm capable of.
0: (laughs) And she goes uh like, so
1: are you a mechanic? And he goes, nah, I'm just fucking with you.
0: Which is like immediate red flags.
1: Right. Well, I mean, it's 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 not even like it's 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 so obvious as to be offensive. Mm -hmm. It's just like thank you, movie. I I see what you're doing. This is a big problem with this is that like we've already seen him murder the women, the woman at the uh, the beginning of the movie. So like, like,
0: in that sense, any any kind of any
1: right, like any kind of dramatic tension of like this guy seems off. Like, is he is he the killer is what's he gonna do is just sort of taken out of it because it's like yeah we already know what he's all about you could have like, easily we, skipped we the mechanic
0: scene just have him not make it ambiguous if you murdered him or not first of all you
1: could have you could skip the mechanic scene and skip and the skip...
0: girl murder bit at the beginning. Right.
1: Skip skip the first girl being murdered. And suddenly See? there's
0: a lot more tension about what's his motives, even though it's pretty Who's obvious. This guy, what,
1: whatever his motives exactly? Was he planning to do? Is he planning to do anything at all? We don't know. Um, these will all be. This will all have been tension and questions that would have been raised. Instead, it's just nothing.
0: Uh, it's now nighttime. Jeff comes in with some definitely not drugged alcohol. Right. Some definitely mojitos. Not. He's made some full, mojitos. Full I guess, moss. He just puts a bunch of moss on top. No, of
1: no, place. that's 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 the mint leaves. This you you've never okay. had mojitos, but but tr- but trust me, that is that is faithful to For what sure. mojitos look like.
0: And it's very weird. Everyone's just drinking it, but Jeff is just drinking a beer. He's not even drinking the liquid, which is also very
1: suspicious. Right? Why is no one pointed this out? Like <laughs> everyone's just no like, oh, oh, mojitos. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, and everyone's sort of like gets drugged basically melinda now wakes up the next day this is now day three by the way of them being at this motel um
1: oh right because they were they got there in the middle of the night and yeah. they had they were at the pool that first night mm. and this is night two and oh shit yeah you're right
0: uh she wakes up to immediately start throwing up the toilet uh she notices that all the girls are now gone uh melinda starts searching for all the girls she runs into the manager who is now dead and tied to a chair Melinda freaks out, runs to her room looking for, presumably, like, a a phone in her bag. Uh, Suddenly, Jeff shows up in the doorway, and he's like, I know where all the girls are at. Follow me. She's like, okay, I guess I'll do that now.
1: I I, I had a hard time also making out that line, which is another thing. I want to point out the audio syncing in this is garbage. The the The, music is so much louder. The music is so much louder, it drowns out the dialogue so much.
0: Uh, and then he leads her into the murder room Where all the girls are at He's poor, he, he places like plastic tarp over all the walls and floors so it's Why? Pretty obvious. I don't know I don't know uh, And then he immediately starts torturing everyone And it's like hey fuck this film already I, I, I'm I, gonna tap out now I'm this done I'm done with the film
1: This is where we're full on in like Rape revenge yeah. fantasy like territory This is where we get into Leigh L- L- Scott's deep dark psychosis
0: mm. um, Linda tries and bargains With Jeff saying that uh, they'll forget everything if they, he lets them go, which is, this is a
1: pretty common repeat. She does this a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, his reaction every time is just like, uh, no.
0: Well, Jeff's like, he can't trust woman. He can't trust any woman now that he's been dumped by his ex. And he starts freaking out. He starts getting all dramatic, saying like, oh, she was the only, she was the only person I loved, and it was true love. And how could you do this to me?
1: Well, well, wah, wah. wah, wah, wah. wah. Yeah. And then
0: Denise is like, Denise is just like then like oh I don't care anymore. I'll I'll be with you, Jeff. Which is like, "What?" Well, okay. And then
1: well, then it's it's out, to be Denise. fair, it is it, it, it it's out of desperation. She's trying to save her friends.
0: Sure. It doesn't really make I mean, it doesn't it doesn't really do anything. No. Cuz it it but sounds it is... like she's going to betray them, but then she doesn't, and then Well, that's the continues. thing. It
1: it is it, it sets up the premise for a Stockholm Syndrome type thing that never pays off. Mm. Like, it, it keeps it keeps sort of doing this thing where it's like, oh, is she going to succumb to Stockholm Syndrome? And then it just never happens. And you're just like, oh, okay. And he
0: then proceeds to rape both Denise and Linda, and it's like, just this, Jesus, this film, this film is like, already, I'm already very grossed out, and I want to stop watching it. And then Patty somehow gets free and then throws a plastic bag over Jeff's head and presumably suff- is able to suffocate him enough to the point where he gets knocked out.
1: He passes out, yeah. Uh, they and flee they of the motel.
0: Uh, the cars aren't working. So then decides like, okay, we got to kill Jeff Denon instead now for some reason.
1: I'm, I'm for this plan. Mm. Um,
0: none of them are able to do it.
1: They Yeah, they fuck it up.
0: Uh, Melinda they tries do... to but then sort of gives up And then Patty grabs a knife and tries it But then Jeff, Jeff suddenly gets up at the same time And also gets stabbed at the same time
1: Yeah, the only thing they managed to do Is kind of stab him in the gut But it's not enough mm-hmm. to like really do anything to him Except leave a big blood heap stain on yeah. his shirt
0: uh, He's wounded and proceeds to shoot Krista in the stomach
1: Right, and yeah, Krista was the That was the girl, girl he had sex the, fir- yeah. the first one, yeah
0: and that's and, and Melinda tries to comfort Krista who's obviously dying and then she proceeds to die
1: she said, she 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 has her in the shower in one day of the motel, motel rooms and she says like okay i'm going to try to take the bullet out it's just like uh no 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 <laughs> no, no, no you don't have she's, any she, tools but then she's said, she, she
0: pretty much decides to do nothing
1: well, At uh, uh well, well, like, based on her, because we can't see it, because the asylum's too lazy, it's actually, like, you know, kind of set up, like, prosthetics, and actually, like, mm-hmm. film something like this, but, like, he, they, she's, like, screaming in the shower, so presumably she's reaching into the wound and trying to take the bullet out, but you can't do that with your fingers. No,
0: you no, need, you really you need, can't. You need,
1: you need you <laughs> tools to do that. They don't have the tools to do that. The The thing they should be doing is just trying to block the wound and stem the, the bleeding, and, like, even that like it, it it's no guarantee it's gonna help like it, it's gonna it's keep keep her alive but it would do more than you know than, than just digging your hands in that wound and trying to fish the bullet out
0: so while melinda's trying to comfort krista patty's just running around outside and then suddenly jeff just gets a car out of somewhere just nowhere oh, yeah. and he's, he starts driving the car around chasing patty and it's like the fuck doesn't he have a a a knife wound in his stomach? Has he able to do this?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, That's a common theme with Jeff Denon. It Uh, is. He then hits Patty and then takes her away. Patty, I guess, is more or less fine, (laughs) We see. Even though she gets hit by a car.
1: No broken bones, apparently. She's just covered in, like, bloody spots.
0: Uh, Melinda, now having seen Krista be dead now, uh, is hiding in the room. She's just sort of, like, cowering next to a bed. Yeah. Jeff breaks down the door and forces Melinda back into the murder room. And then, so now, like, they're all back in the murder room again. It's like, oh, great. Oh, boy. Thank God. I'm so glad this is happening again. Back to the exact same scene. Melinda's, like, trying to calm Jeff down, but Jeff still doesn't trust her enough. And suddenly, a couple shows up demanding a room.
1: Well, they're pretty nice about. It. They're not demanding. They're just like, "Hey, is this place open?"
0: Oh no, you could see how angry and awful they were, though, right? Psst. Couldn't you? Couldn't you?
1: Well, Jeff Denton's character did.
0: Uh, Jeff sort of panics and gives them one. Uh, and then they notice the big, the big bleeding section of his stomach, where the knife one was. And they're like, what is that? And he's like, "Oh, just blood." Even though he should be like sweating like crazy and be incredibly like, it should be like a really foul smell because he's been stabbed. Doesn't he say,
1: wait? No, doesn't he say it's paint? Yeah, it's paint. You said he was. You said he said it was blood.
0: Oh, sorry. He's painting the honey room suite. What I'm saying is though he shouldn't be able to be walking.
1: Right. No, and he should be like a, profusely
0: a... sweating everywhere at the very least. It,
1: it should be. It should be bad. It should be bad for him. Yeah.
0: Uh, Jeff gives them the uh, like a room next door and they just immediately start having sex, the couple. Mm. Or boom boom, they call it, which is the wrong use of that term, I'm pretty sure.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't think you use the word boom boom for sex. You know, I don't think you use that term. I think they use the wrong term for that.
1: Maybe Lay Scott uses that term.
0: Uh, and then Jeff's all like, all girls are the same because she, she looked at me like that don't you see the woman, the woman of that couple looked at me and th- all girls are the same. And it's like, okay. And then, then the later the boyfriend like starts checking up on the next room. Cause he's hearing weird noises and then tries to save the girls uh, by busting down the door.
1: Yeah. Like Melinda opens the door and he like can tell she's obviously in distress. Yeah. And so he's like, okay and as soon as she closes the door he like bursts open bursts it open looks around is just like oh my god and then jeff denon shoots him
0: mm. and i don't know why jeff denon is just like i don't what is what is, why is he superhuman in the first place uh, i don't know why, the, is film, why is any character why is any
1: character in an asylum film superhuman like this is a common thing mm. with the asylum
0: uh, the girlfriend of the couple that just came, then runs to try her try to get her phone, but Jeff gets to her first and then ties her up and's like, mm. Where's this gonna go? And then this she actually, and then this
1: She actually gets out better than any of the other girls in the end, actually.
0: And this is where I was like, Man, Lake Scott really needs help or something, because this scene it goes on way too long and it's more sort of rape stuff. Um it's really confusing. Um Denise is like Denise is begging him, Jeff to kill her and then Jeff's well, he's like, like I he, can't do that. Her, he's threatening
1: her. He's threatening her. He's saying um What's he saying? He's, like, he's like bragging about, like, oh, the first time I killed a woman, like... Uh, it was easy. It was really it was, difficult, it was, it but was then really now difficult, it's easy. But now it's easy. I can, like, stare stare in your eyes. And so he, she calls his bluff and is, like, fine. Like, you know, like, I don't care if I die anymore. Go ahead and shoot me, like, you you little prick. And he blinks and, like, he he can't do it. Um, So, yeah, I thought this was, like, an okay scene, actually, because, like, sure. she actually does call his bluff... Um, but so he just goes over and shoots um Becky the the party girl. Yeah, Lake was her Scott. Oh,
0: uh, uh, shit. um, sorry. Jeff Denon then proceeds to kill Patty. <laughs>
1: uh. I mean, Blake Scott wrote the movie, so I mean, <laughs> he 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 did. Well, he was the one to kill Patty. But I'm not. Sh-
0: and it's so weird that he kills Patty, and not the new girl. It's a really weird decision, like story wise, considering that the new girl is some random character.
1: It's just ran- It's random, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, well, never mind, I'll kill your friend instead. That'll make you respect me. Sure,
0: but whatever.
1: Uh, yeah, it's whatever, yeah. You
0: know. uh, the police finally arrive after hearing a nine eleven call. Well,
1: that's because Not- the new girl, because she back hung back. onto her yeah. s- her cell phone, just she managed like to minute, call bro. 911. Yeah, just for yeah. a moment. So this is the next morning, right? So we're uh-huh. on day, what, five day now? Four or now or five. Yeah. Day four I think. Day four or five, something like that. Uh,
0: they the police are now here. They're starting. They're trying to talk to Jeff Den and trying to find out what's going on.
1: With the with the the, the door with the bullet hole <laughs> and the huge blood. <laughs> the the I blood. Was,
0: the wall of blood.
1: I was so mad that it took them like five minutes for the cops to go. The fuck? What's up with What's up with that? Like, <laughs> why is there a
0: wall of blood? I can, why is there know, an you know obvious smell bullet that, right? hole?
1: Why is there an obvious bullet hole and a trail, a huge splatter of blood down the front of the door? Why do door? I smell a
0: bunch of rotting bodies everywhere? <laughs> What's that putrid smell? Cause, cause, first of all, the manager has been sitting in that chair for about two days now.
1: Yeah, just, just, yeah, just his, his, his face blown open.
0: Uh, there's just dead bodies everywhere currently. He
1: kind of should have like maggots on his face mm-hmm. by now. Like there should be like bugs flying around that corpse.
0: Katie's still probably dead in the shower. It's like it, it's, it's gonna be a, it's gonna look, be smell and be very bad. Mm-hmm. And the fact that none of them realize this is absurd. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cops ask about the couple who arrived and if there's a receipt for them. And this is crazy this is crazy okay 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 the cops say so uh can i get that receipt jeff denton they say his name they say jeff denton's name
1: i missed that
0: i'll play a clip right here and i'll blast it up and i'll see if people can agree with this if anyone decides to are you still here no i told you just me um, you got a receipt for one of these customers
1: Oh, shit. Okay, I totally missed this. They,
0: I, it's probably just a mess up of the actor. They just say, like, the other actor's name instead of, like, the character's name. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, it just sort of confirms...
1: <laughs> I don't wow. know. Wow. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> the
0: the character, see, Jeff Denton, is actually the real killer.
1: I completely missed that. Well, this is Lay Scott's assertion, mm-hmm. to be fair, because he's the one who wrote the movie and Then they, they
0: finally proceed to mention the door. Right. And uh, this sort of causes... Jeff to freak out, obviously. The cops are now on them. They're like, okay, we're going to start looking around the place, see what's going on.
1: Well, no, they don't because they, stand, they still stand. <laughs> yeah, in they, their they stand car. around.
0: Jeff then runs and takes out a shotgun because, of course, he's a shotgun. Well, he
1: doesn't car. run. He's just like, I'll get that receipt. And mm-hmm. he goes in the office and grabs a shotgun. And this is where we get to the cop killing. Yeah, fantasy. suddenly <laughs>
0: shitty sci music starts playing. Oh, and
1: and, uh, and uh, the, the girls manage to um, find a knife and cut their way out of their the tape, yes. and so they run out uh, of their uh, motel room towards the police. Hey, this while... music's the same
0: music that played, I think, during the source. Uh,
1: no, it's, it's not. Surge. It's not nearly as good as the music <laughs> in the source.
0: Um that one have much more like
1: I don't even remember the music in this movie. The music in the source I actually still kind of remember was the doo 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 doo. I like I it's been it's been like almost a year since we have watched that movie and I still remember that music. Yeah yeah yeah. I still remember that music like this was nothing.
0: Um so he pleads he to shoot when the cops uh the other cop gets behind the police car. The girls all escape out the door and then run behind the cop car as well. Uh one of the girls grabs the dead cop's gun. I don't know how he, she was able to do that without getting shot up, but whatever. Mm. They all proceed then get in the cop car and then take the car. They just drive off basically.
1: And the cops like don't move the well, car. what the don't fuck move are you doing?
0: <laughs> um and then, and because the they Jeff pull away the car, the and because
1: yeah. they they pull away the car, it leaves the cop exposed for Jeff Denton to kill. Which again, um, somehow so, Jeff
0: Denton would just walk up and shoot him. Like he just okay,
1: he mentions the yeah, other the end. Well, be yeah, yeah, because because you know because they're women, they don't understand how gunfights work. Unlike Lay Scott, who you know obviously clearly has been in a gunfight.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. And then, oh no, Jeff Denon now suddenly appears behind them with his own car driving the cop car because he has superhuman reflexes and skills for no reason. How
1: how were they able, like, what were they driving, 30 miles an hour? <laughs> like, how was he able to catch up with them that so quickly? quickly? In a pickup truck. How was he able to catch up with a cop car in a pickup truck?
0: So then they start having sort of a shootout with Jeff that ends really fast. They basically just, like, shoot each other a little bit, and then they proceed to shoot Jeff, like, a bunch. Like, he gets, like, four shots in his stomach. And then yeah. they run him over. So he's dead now, right?
1: Right. And, and then I was like, oh, he's escaped. dead now. Oh, he's dead now. And I look at the timestamp and there's 15 minutes left. I'm like, fuck.
0: <laughs> so now we cut to Melinda's house. And uh, both Melinda and Denise, the last two surviving people. And I guess that other girl who... I don't well, I don't know.
1: The, uh, the boyfriend who got killed by uh, whatever. She just went off and did her own thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: they're both obviously pretty scarred from the whole event. And they say, apparently... Jeff Dennis trials tomorrow, even though even though he died,
1: <laughs> did he, die. He, he
0: did die, so I'm not sure that's died. possible.
1: He's he's um he's being held in a. Uh, Apparently, a they st- also mentioned that
0: he like went to, he went to another state and started murdering girls there, and it's like okay.
1: Uh, uh yeah he no he he was try he's being tried in Wyoming because he killed a couple of girls there. So. Yeah. Which is plausible. Uh, no, well it is though because
0: that. he died though, John.
1: No, no. Before he, they were in Utah. I think is the is the pretense there. But my favorite line from that uh, the conversation is um, Melinda asks, um, "Do they have the death penalty there?" And she goes, uh, "Yeah." And she goes, "Good." So you know he had to get a little pro mm-hmm. death penalty, pro capital punishment, you know, That's message yeah. in there, just cause, just kind of sneak that in there. You know.
0: We didn't cut to Melinda crying in her bed, and then. And then Jeff suddenly comes behind. We see Jeff walking behind her in the background. And then Melinda freaks out, and then nothing's there. So we're supposed to assume that, like, maybe she's imagining things.
1: It's a it's PTSD, which is completely pointless given oh, yeah. what happens next.
0: I just want to read off my um, dialogue here for the next couple scenes here. Okay. oh my god Jeff is back somehow fuck this movie as well fuck everything about this Islam. this shit is so fucking stupid fucking shit bullshit garbage fuck off movie fuck off hey wait why is this movie still going on okay Le, you can stop now leg please stop fuck off
1: <laughs>
0: oh wow I can't believe Jeff didn- totally didn't die fuck this movie oh man
1: seriously fuck this stupid fucking movie he, is, he escaped from from prison somehow uh-huh. of course yeah, he did so
0: Melinda's like Melinda hears a noise at night and then her husband looks to check out what's going on and then, he she, then, his husband gets like tied up to a chair. Like in the time span of about a minute, right? There's not even a scuffle.
1: Nothing, just punches him. And then he's they. A cook.
0: Sift, yeah, this is final confrontation between Jeff Denon and
1: Melinda now. <sighs>
0: Jeff Denon's all like. You know, I thought I thought you liked me. I thought you loved me, Melinda. I we, thought had we had something. something special. We had
1: something. You're my soulmate, which is kind of a continuation of the various conversations he's been having oh, yeah. with her this whole and time. And Jeff Den's like,
0: I hitchhiked over to your house. Bump bump. What? Oh wow! He's, he's, Do you get it? He
1: says, "I." He says, "Ironically, I hitchhiked here." Is that which, like, it's not ironic. No, <laughs> that's exactly what I going to say. There's nothing ironic about that.
0: And then, like, why is this movie still going on? I don't know why this movie is still going on. It really should have ended about mm, 10 minutes ago.
1: Um, but anyway, she repeats. the. She says, like, um, she says, uh, uh, no, I don't love you. I don't yeah. like you. I, don't
0: I never like liked you. you. And then Melinda it. just starts whispering it. about, like, she's like, and then I,
1: I kill him.
0: It's like what? So, can you repeat that? Can you say that louder, Melinda?
1: She's just repeating the the dialogue that Jeff Dennis says earlier in the movie yeah, of yeah. like you know the first time I killed you was hard, but mm. the second time it was it was like you didn't kill him, but whatever. And then but the second time it was easy. And then it turns out she has a gun on her and she shoots him.
0: Yeah, and then she actually murders her. And then we suddenly start we start cutting out, and then we start getting this monologue. The day you die feels <laughs> like any other God. day. That oh dark and rancid motel on the edge of nowhere—that is it... where I died. Now I know death isn't an ending, but a beginning—a <laughs> door to a place within yourself, deep within your soul. The It'd day you would be cool die, if, like every you know who. It'd you be kind of really cool are. if
1: every asylum film actually ended with this monologue. Even, the, <laughs> even like, even, even the kids' films, like Alone for Christmas. Like, if the dogs start saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this, this monologue does not happen, but, um, <laughs> no, she just shoots him screen to black and, uh, credits,
0: shitty and music, such playing
1: the shitty music from earlier and that's no the crazy film. credit this time. That's it. That's the film. That's, John, do you
0: recommend not... this film? No. No, 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 no. Don't watch this film. Please don't watch this film. Even more so than like freak show. I think, I don't know
1: it's on that level I don't know if I'd put it I wasn't as repulsed by this movie as freak show oh um, sure just but, because of the but it's but Worst like it, Scott
0: film though that's for sure
1: well because freak show ends with the worst part and in this movie the worst parts were at least in the middle of the movie and mm. at the end is kind of like okay well fine she she finally killed him like fine whatever. But, um, yeah, there's no payoff. There's no tension. There's nothing. I was just bored watching it, honestly. So I
0: want to go and date Lake Scott's psyche for a second. And this is okay. First of all, this isn't slander. This, this is all is... personal theory interpretation of events. This is nothing to do with Lake Scott. And I'm not even talking about Lake Scott right now. This could be anyone or anything personally. Don't, don't, don't sue us. <laughs> okay, so.
1: This is opinion. This is.
0: Yeah, all right. So. How am, I, how am I gonna discuss this? Okay, so shaylee Scott is Lake Scott's ex, okay, a previous spouse, uh, two thousand one, two thousand four, I think, and she played Denise in this film.
1: Hmm. This film which came, which came out two thousand seven, so yeah. a few so years it's a little after later.
0: But the fact I don't know, it's a little weird that he has her, his ex wife, playing a character who then gets tortured by a misogynistic. You know monster. Right That vaguely reflects some of Lake Scott's Personal opinions about women
1: It's Suspicious it's let's little, put it like it's that It's a little
0: weird Um <laughs> You know
1: it's, it's a little odd And so that's the character that Is that the character that gets the monologue About like just kill me Yeah Okay
0: And she's Go the one ahead. who lives too at the end
1: there she probably demanded it. Mm. <laughs> she probably was just like, Are "You not killing me in your stupid movie."
0: Uh that's all I have to say about that matter. Um that's <laughs> just sort of just sort of in in just sort of adding a little thing to it.
1: I'm going to say there's probably not a lot there, no. but it's but it is interesting that like he casts his ex-wife in in, in a movie. His theater. murder fantasy. Yes. His... his 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 revenge murder fantasy. Yes.
0: It's yeah. a little you know anywho mm. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about um yeah uh, is there anything else to talk about this film
1: I can't think of anything this movie is boring and mean spirited and just kind of all around all awful right. uh,
0: which film is next by the way I don't, I don't know I think it's I believe it's let me load up the titles of the asylum going these the webs right now
1: but i would be if antifa black block rising uh did become an actual film i, I would actually be curious to see that sure it's tragic tragically it probably won't actually be a, a real <laughs> tragically film. sure tragically um, yeah, well you know
0: next film next film is the legend of bloody jack
1: is oh does this have anything to do with the legend of bloody bill
0: no i don't know it's the original oh. uncut version though
1: they're all the original. That's all the <laughs> Asylum makes. They're they don't. The Asylum doesn't make two versions of their movies. They don't have the budget for that.
0: Oh, it's like a oh, oh. It's what? a Jason ripoff.
1: A Jason Bourne ripoff. No, no. Campfire oh, no, urban legend. Killer.
0: Bloody Jack comes to life when one of his kin resurrects him from the dead. It's so. Oh. It's a. It's a. Jason.
1: Ripoff. Like Jason the killer. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Whatever. Mm. Boring.
0: Yep. <laughs> Looking forward. Look forward to a Halloween night too, basically.
1: Ugh. Next yeah, week. they John Johntron back for this one too?
0: <laughs> What's at this possible, actually. It's certainly possible.
1: That depressing I just mention, movie this was. Yeah,
0: yeah, pretty rough. I just want to mention once again we we're now down to two more Lake Scott films left.
1: Yes. Uh, his reign of banality is finally over. Yes. Is finally nearing fin- its end. Concluding
0: with Transmorphers, of course, his final of course. asylum film that he of produced course. and written and directed. Um, Hey, if you want to, I don't know, discuss your personal theories about Lake Scott's you know, uh, opinions uh, Just, that he may or may know, not about, have. About
1: society and people and... You know, just the world in general, politics. Mm,
0: you can uh, email us at enter the asylum podcast at gmail dot com.
1: And what's that email again?
0: Entertheasylumpodcast at gmail dot com. Also, consider... podcast, folks. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I interrupted you plugging the thing.
1: Nope, that's no, I wasn't plugging anything.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, also, check out the Twitter. Uh, enter the underscore asylum on Twitter. Uh, Is it
1: enter enter the underscore Or enter underscore the underscore asylum
0: uh, It's just enter the underscore asylum It was the only thing that okay. was available <laughs> oh, Tragically
1: oh.
0: um, Yeah I don't know I've been using Twitter a lot more I'll be using it a lot more probably in the future If you want to follow My tweets I send to Asylum employees Or former asylum employees
1: Mostly yeah. former
0: <laughs> Follow the Twitter and you can get first snapshots of who I'm talking to
1: <laughs>
0: um, and yeah, I think that's a podcast, oh finally I... so this this do you think this movie passed the test at all?
1: I can't remember a scene where it does, so I'm gonna say no, no,
0: that's our ver- final verdict then this film does not pass
1: <laughs> the, the uh, Bechdel Bechdel test. test at all,
0: okay, that is a podcast or. <laughs> Uh, again, should we try and find a, a good uh a closure of this podcast? Should we attempt another time?
1: I can't I can't think of anything. That was an asylum. That was that was an asylum. I'm as I'm escaping the asylum.
0: This is a, an asylum. We are leaving the asylum.
1: Bye, folks. Goodbye. <laughs>
0: tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Tell me lies, tell me, tell me lies. Oh,